and we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Tim King Show. As always, featuring your boy, TK. And now, I don't know if you've been living under a rocker, but if you don't know, you can only find the Tim King Show on all major audio platforms, right here on YouTube, all major social media outlets, and, and the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Follow us. All major social media platforms. Bloodline, the Bloodline ENT. Follow us on YouTube, the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Get at the website, bloodlinenetwork.com. As always, the Tim King Show, repping that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everyone who's tuning in. Thank you for everyone who made this possible. But tonight, we got a special topic. Tonight, we are doing, you know, AEW did a, a pillars thing, right? Like, they listed four pillars in the past. We're not doing four. We're not even doing pillars. We are doing 10 people, or in one of my guest case, 20 people, who we think AEW should build their company around. And with, without further ado, let me bring my guests in. As always, as always, my boys from the In Time Wrestling Podcast, the In Time Brothers, the Brothers of Podcast and Destruction. Justin, Jeremy, your one's already up. I'll throw my one up. I will throw my two sweet up, and let's bring it on in, baby. Boom. What is going on, boys? What is up, my brother? What is up? Happy to always be here with you. Glad, uh, glad you're back, man. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Little spoiler, little spoiler, <laughs> little spoiler. Let's pull that back. Glad that you are back right here with me, Jeremy. How you doing tonight, my dude? I'm doing all right, brother. Good, good. And as always, follow us. Like this video. If you're watching now, please give us a like. Give us a subscribe, whether it's a Tim King show, whether it's a Bloodline Entertainment Network. We're on audio, whether it's a Bloodline Entertainment Network, whether it's Tim King show. Follow, like, subscribe if you like what you hear. Yo, I got to give my dude Jeremy mad props, dude. We were talking about Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn booking, killer short, bringing in the viewers, bringing in the subscribers. Love it. If you're watching again, if you're listening, thank you so much. We appreciate it greatly. But if you're reading the ticker, if you heard what I said, today is about 10 wrestlers AEW should build around. I'm not necessarily pillars because Justin did it a little bit differently. Jeremy did it a little differently. I did it a little differently. I did my list a little generic. Jeremy was a little like half generic. And Justin was like all over the place. I said, yo, put together. 10 wrestlers AEW should build around. They could not be world champions. So men, women, tag teams, these, these teams could not be world champions in any capacity, okay? Justin brings like 20 people to it, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> we, got, we got names, brother. Like I said, I, I meshed a lot of people together in one no and like a certain number because it's like this guy seems right, this guy seems right. Maybe if you bring them together like that, maybe we can – Talk about them both, so why the hell not? Love it. And I'll throw my ones up for my bloodline brother, Les Wrestling Delorean Podcast, De Niro, doing it five days a week. Mr. Five Days, Mr. Five Days. Killed it earlier today, a little impact, little bound for glory, 2006, Double J Stinger. That was a great show. Another show tomorrow. Like I said, he's Mr. Five Days. So check out my boy on Circle of Debate and right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network and I'll throw my ones up for my dude, Tom. Always lift my glass broadcast in the future. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you guys are listening, feel free to drop your one through tens while we're going in the chat. 
And we're not fucking around. We're going to get right into this shit tonight. So, like I said, it's not necessarily pillars. So, the pillars of AEW, they listed four pillars when the company, like, a year and a half into it, right? It was MJF. It was Sammy Guevara. It was Darby Allen. It was Jungle Boy. And Britt was always like, I'm a pillar. I'm a pillar. I'm a pillar. So, if anything, it was, like, the four of them and her. MJF obviously went in on to world championship stardom. Again, if you won a world championship, you are not included in this. The two pillars of AEW, to me, like the two generic pillars of AEW, were Hangman and MJF. They are world champions. You, We are not listing them here. Sammy Guevara, we'll see if he's included. Darby Allen, we'll see if he's included. Jungle Boy, we'll see if he's included. Britt, she can't be included. She is the head of the fucking women's division, so she will not be included. So of the original pillars, three men, that's it, are available. So let's see where we go from there. Justin. We're not going to do it um, like we're not going to rotate like we usually do. We're just going to go Justin, Jeremy, me, Justin, Jeremy, me. I'm going to pull him up and let's roll. Like I said, Justin's outside the fucking box. Justin go. Justin's got like 20 wrestlers on here. All right. Justin, Blake Christian, Nick Wayne. Talk to me. I see. I first off, I had no idea Blake Christian had anything to do with AEW right now. I know he's been on like dark and stuff like that. But I think the kid's fantastic. I've seen him in GCW, and I've seen him everywhere else, and I think the kid has absolutely got that whole, he's so likable, you could absolutely root for him a thousand percent. Like, you build him around there, you can get people to absolutely want to side with Blake Christian. That's the same for Nick Wayne. When, when Darby Allen showed up to give him a contract, it was... One of those things, ha, perfect timing to throw the ones up right there. I go, holy shit. Like, I've seen him multiple times, and I go, he is going to have a bright future for himself. He's another one that, again, he was waiting to turn 18 for them to actually put him on television because he's actually really freaking young. But he's another one that's just like Blake Christian where you can really like the guy. And I mean that, like, he's definitely somebody you could get by, the crowd can get behind because of how good he is at such a young age. So that's kind of why I kind of lumped these two together, because they both got that baby face kind of underdog mentality. Like, if you stuck them in there with people like Hangman Adam Page Mm -hmm. and Adam Cole and... Kenny Omega, you'd look at them and go, oh, my God, they're so good. And you got the underdog mentality in them where it's like, can they pull this off? They really actually could just by the way they're going here. And I think if you take the advantage to actually invest in those guys, you're going to have some absolutely worthwhile underdogs right there. I'm with it, bro. I love Blake Christian. I think he's awesome. Um, I loved him on the Indies way before he went to NXT. He used to team up with Alex Zane and now – Nathan oh, Frazier is his name in NXT. The three of them, his name was Ben Carter on the Indies. Alex Zane, Ben Carter, Blake Christian used to team up, and the three of them were fucking electric, dude. They wrestled mm-hmm. the Rascals one time. Oh, my God, dude. Warrior oh, Wrestling dude. outside Spring Stampede. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Before we go to Jeremy, quick shout-out to the chat, dude. Streets. What's good? I told him, you want to learn about AEW? Come in. We're talking about AEW. Thanks for joining us. Dylan, yes. World Elite Podcast. 
Appreciate you, man. All the sharing you do for us, the bloodline, man. Some graphics. Appreciate what you do, my brother. And Jordan, hoping you're feeling better, man. Look forward to seeing you back on WEP soon, dude. Thank you all for tuning in. Jeremy. Ah, fuck. Jeremy, I don't know where your number 10 went. It must have been a guy fucking deleted or something. Damn, I'm an asshole. Jeremy, who's your number 10? Damn, this isn't starting out good for me. One second. One second. I got technical, this. Technical difficulties. Here, I'll pull up my own. Jeremy, you, you pull yours up. That's not my number 10. It's Ruby Soho. Oh, very forgettable. That's probably why I forgot to put her on here. Ruby Soho. Oh, <laughs> it was a spur of the moment thing because I I forgot that uh, we weren't allowed to put world champions on here. I had Jamie Hayter, and I was like, oh, fuck. So I had to quickly think of someone off the top of my head, and for some apparent reason, Ruby Soho was the first person that came to mind. But to be honest, she's still really good. It's just the fact that her current booking is not all that great. It's just the talent of Ruby Soho is very prominent and it's very obvious that she could do some very good things if she has the right booking and the right backing behind her. Yeah, no, she's very talented. I was just kidding about her being forgettable. I think she's uber talented. I just, I fucking forgot to put her on here or I accidentally deleted it. Who knows, dude? Technology, you gotta love it. But my number 10, yo, I'm not trying to do the Justin and put multiple guys together, right? But this <laughs> is purely for these two guys have just done it together, right? Wheeler, Danny, they did it on the Indies. They banged hard on the Indies. They came to AEW. They did it in ROH, I guess. They banged hard in ROH for that title three times. Like, these guys are incredible. That AEW roster, this AEW roster is so talented. These guys should be a lot higher on this list, to be honest with you. As a matter of fact, I think I'm the only one. I don't want to spoil it, fuck it. But I don't know that we're going to see you again on this list, and we might only see Danny again once. And if this list was made like nine months ago, I think these guys would have been a lot higher. So I think that's just the detriment of AEW booking and how they're doing these guys right now, and they need to do a better job. But for me, they come at number 10 because – they come together, Danny and Wheeler. I think we're going to see this Danny Wheeler thing for a long time. I think it, like a year and a half from now, we'll see Danny and Wheeler for like the TNT championship at All Out or something. And that'll be dope, dude. And I look forward to that. So that's my number 10. Justin, let's stick with you. Number nine, House of Black. Yeah, I, I kept them together as one group because, again, I think you get a lot out of right now all four and i even include julia hart there like when they were doing the whole story of trying to get her into the group i was so uninvested in that entire thing but now she's in the group and she's absolutely doing amazing character work i haven't seen much of her in-ring stuff because i know she does a lot of like dark stuff like that like all that but it's like i don't know there's something just peaking my interest in her now but it's just like you could get her to the TBS title. You could get Malachi to a world title or maybe even a TNT title or the newly crowned international championship. You got Buddy and Brody. They could be a tag team. Hell, they could even do single stuff if they wanted to. Like right now, we're finally getting the start of them doing better with them winning the trios titles. Now let's see if we can keep that going and the day they ever lose those trios titles, let's hope that there's something more planned for these guys instead of just having them sit on the sidelines 
and feud with nobodies all over again. Oh, muted. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, they can never, ever go back to that island ever again. Like, they need to forever be off that island. Julia is so good. Malachi go to that singles division, like you said. Brody and Buddy, whether it's a tag team division or individually singles on the lower um, lower part of that roster, international title, TNT championship for Brody and, like, a Wardlow. Brody and, like, a Hobbs. Come on, man. Sign me the fuck up. Let's go. Jeremy. Willow. Willow. What's up with Willow? Uh, well, it, it's another one of those women that is the, the, the talent is clearly right there. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the talent is clearly right there. And recently she's been getting a lot of more time on TV and a lot more backing. And hopefully she's going to get into more prominent standings and prominent like stories. And then which would get her more eyes and more connection with the fans, even though she's still, like even right now she's over as hell with the fans but Mm -hmm. i'm hoping that sometime in the future that she gets that next step like gets over the hurdle and goes on to maybe the tbs title or and then gets past that and goes to the world title because she's she's fantastic i agree i agree wholeheartedly and she's also my number nine well look at that dude and I'm not going to deep dive too much into it. Listen, and Justin and Jeremy might have about to be talking about somebody. I know they had certain plans for a certain somebody to win the TBS championship. And unfortunately, injuries happen. They should have pivot. You ever seen that episode of Friends where Ross is trying to get that couch up those stairs with Rachel and, and he big, brings big, strong Chandler in and they got to pivot and pivot and pivot and pivot and pivot. That's what AEW should have done with the TBS championship. You had Willow right there. There's no reason Willow shouldn't have been the one to go over Jade. You know, Stat will come back. I ain't going to spoil it. Justin, Willow is my number nine. She is so good. You could build that women's division around her. Start her with the TBS championship. Elevate her to the women's championship a year, year and a half from now. Absolutely. And I want to take it away from what you guys are going to talk about. Justin, your number eight. Legit Layla Hirsch. Hell of a softball player, by the way. Saw her live, like, in front of me at that celebrity game. Like, a shortstop, badass softball player. Good hitter, too. And Chris Statlander. Talk to me about your number eight. Now, we all know that we all keep assuming that Chris Statlander is going to be the one saved for Jade. And, again, I'm at that point where it's like, do you take that chance with her? Like, is it one? Is she really right now somebody you want to invest in? But I feel like you got to give her time first before we start, you know, jumping into the conclusions here with it. Right. But I think, but for how long she's been there right now, she is an absolute like she couldn't she she could bypass the TBS title completely and go for the women's title. Like she right. is absolutely so likable from so many for in so many people's eyes. Like, she could absolutely, I feel like, be the one to lead a division and everyone just be like, well, now we got to chase the alien. Like, that's fucking cool. Chris Statlander's great. She is fucking great, dude. And, and Layla Hirsch, listen, I all I needed, uh, there was something about her. She's got that small stature. 
but she's a freaking powerhouse for a small, for a very small woman. She's amazing, dude. Like I was oh, yeah. like, like surprised on how good she was. Like the did first you watch time, her, did you watch her match against Camille? Yes, and that is the thing that just immediately hooked me because yeah. that was so good. Right. Like I was amazed by just how good she is. She's somebody who, again. I think can play both fields. She's a good baby face. She's was doing interesting heel stuff Mm -hmm. until she got hurt. But again, you got a pretty interesting woman there. Like she's so diverse when it comes to like being in ring wise, people are interested in her because it's just like, you look at her and go, she's so tiny, but when she's throwing people around, holy shit like i could see her absolutely being tbs champion when she comes back i could see her end up being women's champion sometime in, the, in like a near future like layla would absolutely kill it so I, that's kind of why i lumped these two together because you got two women here that could lead a division and it'd be an interesting like like person to either one of them is an interesting way to lead a division Statlander, Layla Hirsch, Willow Nightingale, and that TBS championship division with Ty Conti, like really would solidify. You like how I got a slide tie in there, but that would like really solidify that TBS division. Like get Jade out of there, and then you get Layla and Stat and Willow and Ty. That's in Penelope, like or Bunny, like whoever you want to go with there. Like that's a really nice base for your mid card women's division. So I dig it. And Jeremy, I don't know how much more you want to say, but <laughs> Jeremy also pulling up with number eight, Chris <laughs> Statlander. So Jeremy and I went Willow at nine. Justin and Jeremy go Stat at eight. Uh, for me, I was really, really debating on even putting Chris Statlander on here because of the very obvious fault of her being injury prone. And it it's hard to say that you her it's it's hard to label her as a building block or something to build upon if you are so injured so so many times a year and with this injury she's been out for almost two years at this point and it's hard to admit the fact that this woman could be a building block because it's it's a dangerous thing to say that because at any moment she could just break a break a knee again, and then it all goes downhill. But the the talent that Chris Statlander has is too too good to not put her on this list. She's so fucking good yeah. in the ring. She's even a pretty damn good talker for someone who doesn't uh, do promos all that much. The promos that she did have weren't awful. They weren't anything to like turn the TV off of and like uh, my brother said like you said earlier Chris Statlander everyone assumes that she is what AEW is waiting for to come back to take the title off of Jade and I I want to say that's the right decision because not only does she deserves it but she's fantastic in the same in the same boat Oh, I'm with you, bro. I'm all in. Stat would have been on my list. I'll, spoiler alert, she's not on my list, but there are just too many people in. The knees, man. The knees. And I think that they could absolutely build this division around her. She is impeccable. 
remarkable, super talented, big old booty dude. Love fucking stat, dude. All over the place, okay? They could, but she ain't on my list because of her knees. We you know who is on my list? Another guy with a big old fucking booty, dude. <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs coming in at number eight. And again, like I did my list based on who I think that this company could and should build around for the future that could be elevated to that world championship scene. And Powerhouse Hobbs just got this belt. I like the affiliation with QT Marshall. A lot of people don't. Why? Why? Their manager is good. Having a manager is good, dude. I get it. It takes away a little bit from his shine. Whatever, Justin, that'll be clipped up on the fucking channel soon. But I get the fucking, it takes away a little bit of his shine. But at the end of the day, having a manager is a good thing, dude. Plus, it allows him to cheat and win, which is fine. <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs is the heel is great. Imagine when this dude goes away then from the fucking heel route and turns babyface. And the crowd just eats it up. Oh, this dude has so much raw talent. The body of a fucking god, dude. Just hitting his stride. P -p -p Powerhouse Hobbs, number eight for me. Let's move on. They're no longer a tag team, but again, Justin is uh, putting dudes or women together left and right on his list. For the third time now, I think he's got two people on his list. Swerving our glory, but not swerving our glory. Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee. Explain yourself, Jay. So, again, I don't know how you can't say you wouldn't invest in, in Swerve. How do you not invest in Swerve? Like, yeah, right now, with what he's doing, it's kind of just like, all right, so what? But Swerve is a guy that can absolutely just run anything if he wanted. Swerve is so fucking good, dude. Like, I saw him in the indies before he came to NXT, and now he's here. Like, he has that absolute just look to him where you watch him go and you go, Swerve, that's the guy right there. And in Keith Lee, listen, if NXT is something to go off of and how you had Keith Lee leading that whole thing, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm in. El Presidente. First of all, Nick, Nick, Universal Podcast. Go check them out. They're going live tomorrow. Nick, thanks for fucking being here, my dude. Always appreciate you. Ivan, Ivan, our president. What's good? Circle of the bank. Hope president, you're having a good week, homie. Ivan goes, screw Taco Tuesday. We got Nipple Tuesday. Three meaty men talking wrestling, slapping meat. Oh, Nipple Mania Tuesday. Running wild, my boys. Love with listening to y'all while at work. We love you, bro. Thanks for tuning in. That comment just made my night. That dude. is wonderful, dude. And Keith Lee, like, but yeah, and Keith Lee, listen, if NXT is something to go off of, Keith Lee, again, big guy, incredibly fucking athletic. I I would absolutely Keith Lee's always been one of my favorites. And that's just from personal bias, but I could see just a lot of people always have loved Keith Lee. And I don't get how you haven't they haven't even done anything with the guy yet. He's just been sitting there. And he's somebody that, again, his his heel stuff, to me, would be – we haven't really seen a lot of it, but I think he could absolutely kill it as a heel. Justin, a what do you think about – Justin, what do you – you know I'm the biggest Keith Lee, like, fan out there. We all know it. Like, I got into, with, like, the biggest argument on one of these things with the fucking these douchebags back in the day we used to do shit with. Fucking um, 
my question to you is, what do you think about his new look? Because I would take a lot of flack. Like, it had, like, we'd be associating with some people. I would get a lot of flack for Keith Lee's new look right now. So what do you think about Keith Lee's look? I don't mind it. Like, there's, like, it's like when Shelton Benjamin had that, like, had gold, had, like, blonde hair. It was, like, different, but it was so unexpected, but it's, like, it worked for him. And this is, like, Keith Lee. Yeah, it looks like he just, like, his hair got gray and everything else, but he looks like the kind of guy that could pull off the gray hair. Like, he could get his whole beard gray, and he'd probably pull it off easily. Like Keith If Lee, he had a gray beard, I think it would look better. I think the baby face with the bald head is off. Jeremy, what do you think, dude? I'm looking at your face, trying to gauge I, your reaction. What do you think? I, I, I'm When I first saw it, I wasn't a fan of it, because the more, like, I first, when I looked at it first, I was like, it just looks like he forgot to put in his Jeff for men. It it just, he looks gray. Like, he got lazy this morning and decided, eh, you know what, it's my all natural look. But instead, and then I just started hearing people go, no, it's not gray, it's blonde. I'm like, it, it doesn't really look blonde, but, like, if you squint and look to the left and, like. Is it blonde? <laughs> Is that what it's supposed to be? It's supposed to be blonde? Is that really what it's supposed to be? Everyone's saying just, I thought it was great. I thought he was just going all natural, like you said. Everyone, every, I've seen so many people saying on social media that it's supposed to be blonde hair, like bleach blonde hair, and I'm like, it looks more just like, like all natural gray. Like he's just letting the gray out for whatever reason. And I'm like, I could get you it after a while, but it's like right now I'm still in the process of going. It's just weird to look at. I don't so, you know how you know how like guys have that slick back hair look where they like grow their hair right and they shave the sides and they slick back the top. Well, I had tried that myself. Okay, I called it the jelly roll. No one knew who jelly roll was five years ago. Now jelly roll is this like huge prominent country star. Like country star, he's a fucking rapper. I digress. Anyway, it was the jelly roll. All right, so I did the slick back sides. And the fucking try to slip back to top. Well, guess what? You see this receding shit in this thin hair? It doesn't fucking work. I don't think that blonde or gray or whatever the fuck it is works for him. Go back to what worked for you, dude. Get the beard back. Fucking go dark on top. Dye it as dark as you can and look like a bad motherfucker because this ain't it. I digress. Jeremy, number seven, sky blue. Uh, This was a little bit of a curveball for me because I was like, I feel like specifically the female or the women's division in AEW needs that sort of like underdog and like sky blue fits that like to a T and they just don't put the time and effort into making her seem worth the while. They just sort of throw her out there and everyone just assumes that she's a jobber when in reality, she's really good. Like she's she's pretty damn good in the ring, and they just do not give her the the opportunity to even show her talents. But if you if AEW was to put her in a role, not I I won't say like of Daniel Bryan because that's like the 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 cream of the crop of uh, underdog type gimmicks. But like if you're like the mid card uh, underdog, and you're like scratching and crawling and 
grasping for any opportunity you could possibly get and you take you make the most of it. That is sky blue to me. Okay. Like that that could be sky blue if given the opportunity because I feel like the the first opportunity that she gets a big like mm-hmm. a big moment to shine, she's going to take it and everyone's going to realize what they've had in front of their face and not just a cute little jobber. Right, right. And I think this has all been just like progressing her growth. I think she's like her boyfriend, Dante Martin. He's doing the same thing, cute little jobber thing on the other side of it. So I think they'll both grow. I don't know if Top Flight will be on the list. I don't know if Dante will be on the list. We'll have to see. My number seven, ironically, Swerving Our Glory, we're talking about. We're talking about Hobbs and Ricky. Yo, Swerve. Swerve is number seven on my list. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Look at what this guy does. I don't care about Trench. I don't care about Parker. I care about Swerve, dude. Swerve is a G. Swerve is great in the ring. Swerve is great on, on the mic. Swerve is great on the stick. I just said that. I meant to say Swerve is great as a heel is what I fucking meant to say. And he is maybe the second best heel in that company behind MJF, and I don't know that that's arguable. So you build this guy, and you build the shit out of this guy. And if he's not going to ROH, which I hope he doesn't, then you need to get him in the TNT championship picture right away. There are so many guys we're talking about who should be in that picture, but this man belongs there, belongs there. No trios with Trench and Parker. Singles, international. Swerve in orange at double or nothing for the international title. Book it, Dano. Swerve takes that belt and gets a single title. Swerve yes. is that dude. Justin, let's go to you. Number six. Again, <laughs> Justin didn't get the concept. Justin goes, I'm going to put two people for every fucking spot. I'm just kidding. Justin got the concept and said, I'm going to take advantage of it. I don't go, fuck, TK. Justin got hooked in Jungle Boy at number six. Talk to me. Like I said, it, it was tough to like not put two people together to be like these guys feel like they're at this spot together, and it's like how do you just avoid one? Well, you know what? You bunch them together here. Hook, I think the I think the kid's great. I think he's got all the freaking possibility to be have a bright future ahead of himself. I keep saying he needs to move up to the TNT title. I don't know why the hell he's just sitting here defending this FTW title. That's not supposed to mean anything, but they try to make it mean something like just move him up already enough with him playing around with the freaking jobbers. Let him go up there and freaking get some actual competition here. I want to see him up there with people like Samoa Joe and powerhouse Hobbs and Starks and just, just to name a few. Like, Hook is, I honestly believe, ready to go there. Hook and Joe is juicy, but you, come on, you're going to have Hook beat Joe? I think he could do it. You Mm. have the two of them kind of grapple it off with each other. Just be interesting. If Ivan Ivan was here, you know he would say? Nipple mania, dude. That's how you got me feeling right now with that. Hook and Joe? Dude. The Jungle Boy, listen, I ever since he got away from 
Luchasaurus. As much as I wish the two of them were still together, because that tag division could absolutely thrive with Jurassic Express. Jungle Boy has always been the standout guy. He's absolutely loved by everybody. He's fantastic. Let's get him moving already. Like, let's get him going already. Like, why is Jungle Boy doing nothing? Oh, I'd rather have Joe Mentor Hook. Now that almost be like Nibblesania. It'd be like when Taz was his mentor in Impact, but now you switch the roles up. Joe's the mentor for Hook. That's interesting. That's interesting. I like that. Oh, yeah. You got two guys right there, two young guys that absolutely deserve to be elevated to a higher status. Hook needs to stop playing around with Jotlers, and Jungle Boy needs to start doing something more. Because, come on, after his one match with Kenny Omega, that one time, we wanted him in the world title scene, and absolutely he deserves to be up there. So I think he's got a bright, bright future for himself. He is going to be a future world champion. So, I, like I said, I had to I had to bunch the two young guys together like this because they just fit in this exact same position with each other. Yeah, that's fair. I think Jungle Boy Jack should be a little bit higher, and maybe off my list you could tell that. But we'll talk about that down the road, and we'll stick with number six. Let's keep this train rolling. Jeremy, Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. What's up with Jade Cargill? Uh, well, as much as it – pains me to say that this woman has all like probably the biggest potential of all. <laughs> Nick says, I keep seeing red lights. Looks like the popo is coming for Jeremy's notebook. Oh shit. Dom, let's throw our ones up. Dom, top rope wrestling talk. I'm all for Joe teacher hook. Jack is supposed to be a pillar. He's got nothing going on, so I don't get it. Yeah, but that's fair for sure. For sure. We'll see who's got Jack on their list. Justin's got Jack at six. What's gonna be? Don't worry, Nick. It's not the 5-0. It's just the TV. We got NXT on in the background. So yeah, they're on like yeah, they're multitasking. They're NXT watching, fucking talking about a dub, like the old days, like Wednesdays. Back in the day, dude. The Wednesday night wars. Wars, baby. Jade Cargill, what you got? As much as it pains me to say, because right now Jade Cargill is like 40% there. She's not all there right now. But I don't think it's very arguable to say that she has one of the biggest potentials in AEW. Mm-hmm. Not only does she has she has so much to learn and she has so much to improve on. And I I feel like if she puts in the work, she could get to that spot that everyone is projecting her to be. Because not only does she has the look, she walks the walk, she talks the talk, she is like amazing at, at character work. Just the the things she she knows she's a bad bitch. She knows it. She walks the walk and she walks around like she's a bad bitch. And then she goes into the ring and like I said, that has some room to improve, but she still is the TBS champion and she's still undefeated. She knows that she's the upper echelon of her her division. And I feel like, like I said, 
if she puts in the work, she could get to the spot that everyone's projecting her to be as the top star in AEW's women's division. Whether she will put in that work or not is to be seen. And she has the body of a fucking goddess, dude. All right, you guys don't want to go there. I'll go there. She is the body of a fucking goddess. She is everything. If you want to, we always talk about chiseling. If you want to chisel out a wrestler, you would you would chisel out Jade, dude. She is perfect in every capacity outside of her in-ring work. And again, there would be Bianca Belair if she wanted to be. She could be. She could be. The problem is that Bianca is uber talented because she had a performance center and has wrestled like a thousand matches in her career where Jade has only wrestled 50 fucking matches because they don't have fucking um, like house shows and developmental. So it's a huge difference. But yeah, they she could be their Bianca. And by the time she's ready to be their Bianca, she'll be across the pond. I'll talk about that shortly. But yes, she absolutely a pillar. No doubt. I'll talk about that shortly. My number six, Konosuke Takeshka. My God, you already have Don Callis scouting this guy. His in-ring work. We've seen matches with Brian and Moxley and Claudio. Fucking, and that, the MJF match, dude. The MJF match was fucking impeccable, dude. The Eddie Kingston match was ridiculous, dude. This kid does nothing but put on banger after banger after banger after banger after banger like this kid is so fucking talented it's ridiculous give him a manager oh they did they did they're giving him fucking one of the best maybe ever when it's all said and done in don Callis, my god takashka with kenny takashka versus kenny turn him into this fucking badass malicious heel dude oh Takeshka and Hobbs, Takeshka and Wardlow, Takeshka and Ricky, Takeshka and Jack. Let's go. That's my number six. We're moving back to Justin. Number five. Again, again, multiple. But this time, you chose to go around of four guys, two tag teams. I'm not hating. Hopefully, I hope this happens. He's got Santana and Ortiz back together in top flight. Justin. First, I'll start with the younger guys. Top Flight. Ever since that day they had the match with the Young Bucks, I've been absolutely just saying, I need more Top Flight. I need more Top Flight. And just these two, again, the only issue is Darius. Like, mm-hmm. can he keep himself healthy at this point? But if he can, these two, I, like, I don't know a single person who doesn't like Top Flight. Those guys are fantastic. Like, if the Bucks ever said, fuck it, we're just going to say we're done, you pass the torch to top flight, you can have your other version of the Young Bucks right there in top flight. Yeah. Top flight is, I didn't know jack shit about them before they got in AEW, but the minute they got in AEW, I was hooked. They are absolutely a fantastic team and deserve more focus on themselves. And Santana and Ortiz, how many times have we freaking said that the first tag team champions should have been Santana and Ortiz? Absolutely. I don't know a single, I've heard so many people say that over and over and over. Santana and Ortiz should have been the first tag team champions. There is no reason why those two, who at one point were walking around being known as the best tag team in the world when they were an impact, 
come over to AEW and cannot continue to still have that being said. Especially no when reason. they're in the fucking top faction. They were in the exactly. fucking faction with the guy. They got the rub. They never got the belts. They got the rub and no belts. And now they're by them. And now they have the opportunity to be by themselves. And it's just like, yeah, we had the whole nonsense of apparently the two of them don't really like each other that much right now. But I call bullshit on that. I don't see that. I don't see that that would even be possible right now. Those two have been a tag team for so long. How in the fuck now is it all of a sudden just we came to AEW and we just fucking hate each other now? Like, to be fair, after three years of shitty booking, it's probably in Ortiz because. Again, fuck the dirt sheets, right? But the reading off the dirt sheets is this. Santana wants to push, and Ortiz is okay with the money. So Ortiz is okay with settling with mediocrity and the money. Oh, Ortiz shit. wants the push. And I watched Ortiz wrestle Speedball Mike Bailey. Again, I'll bring up Warrior Wrestling right in front of my face. <laughs> Match of the night on a show that was fucking... Just Thur- Thunder Rosa and Athena went to a 30-minute draw. Oh, Sam Adonis and Lince Dorado went for fucking um, like 12 minutes. The Briscoes and the Workhorsemen beat the fuck out of each other, dude. Like, it was amazing. But Santana and Speedball was – Santana, I didn't realize how good he was. He is so good. So maybe that's why he wants more, but they need to be a tag team. They sh- should have been champions and then champions probably again. At least three times over by now. There's no reason why they haven't been. And you want a way to lead your tag division? There's a good way to get them back into that tag team division. Have them lead that division and get them back to the status that were they were at the first time. There's no reason why those guys have fallen so low when everybody would compare them to being one of the best tag teams. And now they're just sitting here going, "Well, what the hell's going to happen next?" Like, get these two back together. And give them the tag team titles for God's sake, dude! I love it, love it. One of the best tag teams ever, top fifty of all time, probably. Jeremy, ooh, I like this name. Number five, Kanosuke Takeshka. What do you got to say? Uh, a lot of it's going to be repeating what you said, but I don't think this guy knows how to put on a bad match. Literally every single match that I've seen him in, he has excelled and impressed me more and more every single time. MJF, Brian, Eddie Kingston, doesn't matter who he's against. He is phenomenal. Sure, he is uh, from a foreign language, and he's not going to be the greatest as, as a promo at promos. That's why you give him a manager. That's why you're building him to be Don Callis' next project. Don Callis will be his talker. Takeshita will then go in and prove that he is a fantastic wrestler because you don't always have to be great at, at both to be a great wrestler. And the 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 ceiling for Takeshita is just so high. It is so high. Just You could have him as TBS champion. You could have him as world champion. You could have him as international champion. You could have him in... You can have them be like tag team champions with someone in the future if you really want to. But you could team with Kenny if you really want to. Just possibilities of so many things for Takeshita is there. And I'm super excited to see what he does in the future. Mm, God, love it, brother. Love it. And like the inverse of you, 
Jade Cargill, like I said, that's my number five. Um, I don't need to deep dive too in, too much into it. I wanted to put Jade at like number two, but at the end of the day, AEW's got these four men, these four dudes who I think are like bigger than Jade, unfortunately. But Jade, the body is ridiculous. If she can get any sort of work ethic for the ring, but I don't blame her, all right? So, Brett, Brainbuster Boys, they're celebrating 100 right now. Go check them out. They're live right now, and we're hoping to get over there. Like, we're hoping to get this wrapped up and get on over there, celebrate a little bit with them. But he says, you know, from his sauces, I don't reveal his sauces, but his sauces tell him that Jade has no work ethic, that his sauces tell him that the women get booked one way, and Jade has her own personal representative another way. That's some, like, Russell Wilson shit. Like, that's a bad recipe, okay? So if that's really true, I don't want to include her on my list. But look at her, okay? Just look at her. If they would have already mixed her up with DMD and Jamie and Thunder, like, if they would have just put her in, like, Soraya and Tony, if they would have just mixed her up with the women, the real women of the division, it would be one thing. Do you blame her for being fucking disinterested? Why do you, why does she want to wrestle Kira Hogan? Why does she want to wrestle Red Velvet again? Anna J three times? Why? Why? What am, the fuck am I even doing here, Tony? Cut the fucking shit, Tony. What am I even fucking doing here? Do you blame her for being disinterested? Do you blame her for not wanting to train? No. Just pay me. Just pay me. Because when my contract's up, I'll go learn from them for six months. I'll go to their ring, and I will fucking shine like a star. And if they don't fucking... And I think it's all... I think she's not interested because they have booked her like dog shit. And you also remember who she is, right? Who she a person of. Like, she's a Cody girl. All right? Yeah. She's a Cody girl. So, it's a problem with a couple of people on this list, plus Max, Cody, Cody. Cody being back in that company is more important than just him in the ring and dethroning maybe the best champion of fucking all time, like the best reign of all time outside of Bruno, okay? Like, it's more important. You got Max and Ricky and Wardlow and Jade are Cody people. Jade's a Cody person. So they don't fucking figure it out with her. She'll be gone. She'll get real training. And she'll be at WrestleMania 41, 42. But she'll be there. She is beautiful. She will shine like the goddamn diamond that she is. This woman we've talked about twice already. But we can talk about her a third time. Justin's number four, Willow Nightingale. Willow, three times, four times, three times on the list. Justin's number four, but three times on the list. This woman right here, okay? You made it all three times. I, I, You guys basically summed it up right there, and I could just add a little bit to it. Just like, again, she is great in ring. She is incredibly likable. She's just, she can get the fans behind her. I don't see why you wouldn't invest in something like that where you could just see everybody wants to get behind her, because she's just, again, she's just so likable. Why would you not want to take that opportunity to go? We're going to use her as much as we possibly can just so we can keep people behind her. Like, that's, I don't get why you wouldn't like take that opportunity to do it. Because Willow absolutely has that personality where she can make it work. 
I think she could be in that TBS title scene. If you work her up enough, you can get her to that women's title because then people would be behind her because that's how much they like her. So it's just like, you just got to take the time and effort to put it in behind her instead of just occasionally putting her on TV and then taking her off for freaking months and then putting her back on TV again, like actually invest in her and give her the time that could make her worthwhile. Agree wholeheartedly. Glad she's back in this OGs versus outcast thing. Just get your my homie, our homie. What's up, my brother? Thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate you. Jeremy, this guy was mentioned. I'm, I'm actually surprised Justin just had a solo person there. But this guy was mentioned earlier as a part of Justin's trio. Number four, Jeremy, Malachi Black. What's good? Uh, just what what can I say that isn't already known about Malachi Black, Aleister Black, Tommy End, whatever you know him by? Just in-ring, promo, character work. It doesn't matter. This guy is incredible. Not only not only all three of those things, but storytelling. Just everything. He is unbelievable at it. And the fact that he it took him this long to do anything of purpose in AEW is criminal. It is so bad that he, it took him this long to do anything of purpose with Malachi with Brody, with Buddy, it doesn't matter. They should have been in a better position earlier in their run. Malachi should have been doing more important things after he got done with his feud with Cody. But instead, he disappeared into the shadows. But I digress. I'm hoping for great things in the future for Malachi Black and not to sail off back to the island as soon as they lose the trios title. Every character would too. What kind of guy would have an entire eye angle happen in WWE and still use that in AEW and use it as a character? Like, holy Justin, 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 Justin. Oh my God. Mm, My dude, that's why you're the fucking man, dude. That's why you're. (laughs) My number four. Surprised I haven't seen him on this list. He was a pillar, and like we talked about, um, there was MJF. He's the world champion. There was Sammy Guevara. I don't think he's going to make the list. He was an honorable mention for him, but he ain't going to make the list. Darby Allen, another honorable mention. He ain't going to make the list. Of the pillars, it's Jack, dude. This kid's got it, all right? My son, he's only two and a half, but he walks around my house. I swear to God on everything. He goes, oh, oh, without me training him, okay? It's just from the catchiness of his theme song, right? You know who gets pyro every single time he comes out to the ring? Jack. You guys want to complain that he's got the shitty match with Luchasaurus, the shitty match with Christian Cage. Well, guess what? They're pay-per-view matches where he's creating moments. He jumped off a cage 20 feet high and threw an elbow through his fucking best friend. He buried a fucking legend alive. He is going to go and get a feud now and get another match at Double or Nothing. And then hopefully a TNT championship and I'll match it all out. Or it's Ricky, you know, like, or an international championship match. Like, again, all these guys we're talking about is like that mid-card level, international, TNT, whatever it is. Jack has been clamoring for it. Jack needs a single title. 
Jack is number four on my list. Jack Perry, not Jungle Boy. Jack Perry is that dude. He's the man. He is great on the ring. He doesn't actually need a manager. He is learning how to he learned how to cut promos from Christian. His time under Christian was very beneficial for him. He can cut promos. He's so good in the ring. Put a mid-card title on this kid. A-S-A-P. He is one of my four pillars. That's why he's in my Fab Four. Justin, we're moving to you. Number three. He's been on this list twice already. This is the highest he's come in at. I thought about doing an average between the three of us, and then we'll just do, like, a top ten that way. Or I figured let's just let our picks ride. For this time, let our picks ride. For WWE, I might do an average. But this guy, one of the few people who came in on all three of our lists, Konosuke Takeshka, number three, baby. Justin, what do you got to say? So, didn't know anything about him coming into AEW. Seen him in AEW and absolutely just became immediately hooked. I don't get, like, why he's just at now. Like, now he's doing something, but it's like, I'm actually surprised they didn't just skyrocket him. Yes. Absolutely. Give me it now. Pump it into my veins. All of it. Ivan says Malachi to New Japan too. Go is what I want. Since I can't play the Batista, I'll just fucking <laughs> get the beard. I'm looking, we're looking good. Justin. Yeah, Takeshita, dude, <laughs> dude's fantastic. I don't get like absolutely more and more on television. And if this whole thing with Don Callis works, it's mm-hmm. gonna be better. Because again. Yes, he is kind of not like, you know, he's basically speaks Japanese mostly, but it's like if you can have Don Callis talking for him and just let him do the match part, you're going to have it everything. You're going to have everything set for him. The guy is going to absolutely kill it. And again, don't just have it be sporadic. Keep him on television more. More Takeshita. Like the guy is amazing. And I hope to, I, again, like my brother said, his ceiling is up there. So he's got a while to go before he has to reach that ceiling. So, and it's almost like when he gets near that, if he even gets near that, it feels like it's just going to keep elevating because he's absolutely got it all. So yep. I would say stick with Takeshita every time. Hell yeah. One of the few guys on our, or women on our list, all three of our lists. Love Takeshka. Love that they're giving a manager. Because who gives a fuck if he can't speak English? You got Don Callis by your side. You know what Takeshka can do? He can fucking wrestle. Let that kid go wrestle and let Don Callis do his thing. And like I said earlier, let him turn into a malicious heel who just fucking destroys, dude. I almost thought he joined BCC because they were fucking all fucking with him, dude. So I was like, ooh, he wrestled Mox. He wrestled Eddie, dude. He wrestled Claudio. You know, Addy's not involved in BCC, but he's involved with BCC. <clears throat> Love it. Love it. Number number three, Jeremy. He's my number 10. Spoiler alert. He ain't on Justin's list. Nine months ago, he would have been like top four on all of our lists. I can almost guarantee it. His booking since the fucking booking. How dismal and abysmal this booking has been for this guy. But Daniel Garcia... Number three for Jeremy. Why is Danny so high in your list still? I just, I, before I tell why, I just like to make it known that this position changed for me at least five times. It was Daniel Garcia, 
uh, Ethan Page was there. Uh, Jungle Boy was there. Claudio was there. Keith Lee was there. There, there were so many different names there. And I, I went with Daniel Garcia because as terrible as his current booking is, ever since he decided to go back into the Jericho Appreciation Society and stop the, honestly, the, the awesome storytelling that was choosing between Brian and Jericho. It was. And it was. Choosing the wrong side is... Ever since then, his booking's been terrible. But in reality, as horrible as his booking is, he is still, in my eyes, this generation's Brian Danielson. He is a technical... The in-ring technical wrestling that he does is like no other. It, it's out of this world. Sure. Is he a little iffy on the mic? Yeah. Is he... Sometimes character wise doesn't he doesn't make any sense. Also, yes. But <laughs> wrestling wise, he is the like some of the top that company has to offer. And it's his talent is too undeniable for me not to put him on the list. I wanted to so bad to put him on the list. But that whole taking him out of what was an amazing story with Brian and putting him back with Jericho just mm -hmm. to suppress everything that he just did to me, just absolutely. I just couldn't do it because I just, the only way that could ever really recover Daniel Garcia right now is if he leaves again. And this time yeah. you actually stick with it because right now you just kind of, again, it was such a momentum killer. Cause it's just like, I'm gonna put these dope ass matches on with, with Brian, and then I'm going to tell you the story where it's like, man, like Jericho's telling me that I, I'm a sports entertainer, but I'm a technical wrestler, and Brian's telling me the same thing that I'm an amazing technical wrestler, and I'm just this close to walking away, but I go with the safe bet and realign myself with Jericho, and I'm just like, that took me out completely, where it was just like, I, I couldn't put him on the list, I wanted to. But if the more he sits with Jericho, the more I just don't see him doing anything except playing it safe and hanging out with with people like that. And it's just like, I, I can't do it. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, no, that's more than fair, dude. That's why I'm at number 10 with Wheeler. Again, like I said, if this was nine months ago, he would have been top three on this list. Wheeler probably would have been top five, too. But Danny needs to be in a tag team with Sammy, like ASAP, and that's where they need to show their relevance. Or he needs to get the fuck out of JAS and just go and rebuild himself in the singles division. He got that main event against Brian where he got wrapped out to the ring. Where has he been since then? Like, that's crazy. So fucking dope, dude. Um, Ivan says they dropped the ball on him. He was getting the hype on turning on Jericho and winning the belt from Jericho. It lost his momentum. Right, when, he was, when Jericho was the ROH champion and Danny was the ROH um, pure champion... A lot of us thought that Danny was going to beat Jericho for the ROH championship. Like, they are so irrelevant right now. It's ridiculous. And then Ivan goes, he lost his momentum. You're the booker, Tony Khan. No, you're bullshit, Tony Khan. Oh. Yes, yes, exactly. 
Nick says, I think he suffers from douchebagism and probably needs to show more backstage before getting a push. I do agree. I'm a big fan of um, last minute wrestling podcasts. I don't think he does too many of them. Frank Mandolini, um, such a good dude. And Frank sent a message to Danny. Like, Frank does a bunch of great interviews. He did a bunch of great interviews. Again, I don't know what he does them, but he does. He did a bunch of great interviews. And he had sent Danny a message, like, I don't know, two and a half, three years ago, asking for an interview, saying, You're great, whatever. And um, then. Frank went ahead three years later and critiqued a match that Danny did. So then Danny went ahead and screenshot a fucking Frank's message asking him for an interview saying like, you know, what's up with this dude? Like you get people like these are such shitty interview requests and you have like people like John Alba and all these like actual interviewers, like what a shitty way to fucking ask for an interview. What a dumb way to ask for an interview. And I think that's, I, I do agree with Nick. That's immature as fuck. First of all, what Frank said wasn't actually critiquing him by any means. He was more or less just commenting on the match. And second of all, bro, grow the fuck up. He asked you like three years ago while you're an independent wrestler to help fucking promote you. That's like what people in our place are doing is to help promote you. If we're asking you to come be on our show, it's not like to clout us. It's like to help clout you. Like, all right, the 60 people we have watch our show, we're going to fucking promote the fuck out of you. So, yeah, that was kind of bullshit by Danny. I agree with that 110%. Because Frank's a fucking great dude. I digress. This spot, number three. I changed my list only based off of your list because I wasn't trying to have the same number one. My number one, absolutely would have been Adam Cole, baby. Boom! But I wasn't trying to have the same list, and to me, the top three are really irreversible. So then, while we were talking in the pre-show fist fight, I said... I'm not just going to go Adam Cole here if I'm going to do this. I'm going to go NXT, former NXT World Champions. So I'm going to go Adam Cole... Malachi Black and Keith Lee. But I just want you to know that Adam Cole was my number one, number one choice this company should build around. But Adam Cole, Malachi Black, Keith Lee. Justin, you said it about Keith Lee. Everyone knows Keith Lee is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world. He's got it. It When he was the fucking NXT world champion and the NXT North American champion going through Adam Cole, when he went to the Royal Rumble and fucking went face off of Brock Lesnar, when there were 15 people in a Survivor Series match, five on five on five, Team NXT versus Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, and it came to the Keith Lee versus Roman Reigns. Are you kidding me? The moments, the initial moments versus Drew McIntyre and versus Randy Orton on Raw. And then Vince had to get his claws into Bearcat. And then, you know, shit had to happen. And here we are. That dude is fucking so talented. Like his matches with Dijak. Everything this dude can do in the ring. Watch his tag team work when he first came to AEW. Fuck. So Keith Lee, please fucking do something with this guy. Now, if you notice my list, well, I guess there's one more left. Obviously, I said pretty wiki. Um, you got all of Serving Our Glory. And you got... Hobbs and Ricky, all right? Those two tag teams, you want to talk about building your future around fucking teams? Swerving our glory, Hobbs and Ricky. But Malachi, you guys said everything about Malachi. He's a fucking freak in a great way. Great in the ring. He's fucking can do fucking promo work. And he's a fucking character. I don't speak too much on him. Adam Cole, baby. Everything you want. Just do it right. Just do it right by him. WWE didn't do him right. Undisputed Era should have came to the main roster and dominated every fucking, in every fucking way, dude. Okay, so Tony Khan wanted the Undisputed Era to do their thing, and they couldn't do it in, in fucking AEW. Okay, they're gone. Kyle's got neck surgery. It is what it is. You have babyface Adam Cole right now. What? You have babyface Britt Break Baker right now. What? Let them ride. Let them be them. The Owen Hart Mark Cup winners are babyfaces. Just let Adam Cole do him. I've never seen Adam Cole as a babyface, and the crowd is with it. When he came out in Chicago at All Out and made his debut, we didn't. 
we were waiting for Brian and we got Adam Cole and we went nuts. And then when he super kicked Jack, see who's in the ring. All right. A fucking pillar. When he super kicked Jack, we all were like, no. And then Brian came out and made the save and the music was so tight, but let's go. Adam Cole, MJF all out. Doesn't have to win the belt there, but he got to be one of the next fucking guys to go up against MJF. And he is a guy you absolutely build this company around. And that's that. Justin, we're at number two. I was talking about Undisputed Era. Boom, baby. Kyle O'Reilly for Justin. Talk to me. I threw my brother off completely when I put Kyle on this list at number two. You threw me off, too. I looked at your list. I said, no. Oh, Okay. Here's the thing. I, I, I basically would go off his ROH days. If you're looking at that and how much people wanted him as world champion there, like, uh, hey, listen. The most feared tag team in AW. Listen, <laughs> I like Butcher and the Blade. I do. But what the fuck? They got to get the hell out of this stupid we get absorbed into these stupid, pointless factions and go back to Butcher and the Blade like they were. Stop playing like we're just side pieces to this the pointless most weird tag team in AEW history, the Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> but Kyle, I think the guy, listen, he was at one point ROH world champion. He was feuding with the guy that you had at your number three with Adam Cole and just... Their matches together are fucking nuts. Kyle O'Reilly is, listen, we've had moments where we just kind of look at Kyle and go, eh, okay, you know, especially during his last bits of NXT that he was in before he left. It was some pretty bad Kyle O'Reilly. But Kyle O'Reilly's great. And honestly, guy really would help any bit of roster like right now. Like, we're not clearly going to get Elite versus whatever the hell Cole and O'Reilly and Fish was being called at the time. But you got an opportunity to at least make something out of Kyle O'Reilly here. You could get him back in that world title scene if you wanted to. Hell, if you want to, you could put him back on ROH again. Like, that kind of sucks that he'd be stuck on there again because I'd like to see him on TV and not, you know having to flip over to Honor Club to freaking watch him. But again, if you get him back here and you get Adam Cole back in there, you could restart that feud. Say when Cole ever wins the world title, you give it, you have him and Kyle O'Reilly jumpstart that feud again, have that be for the world title. That would be fucking awesome. Like Kyle could be a mid card guy. Just you, have to, you have to remember, before Kyle got hurt, he beat Jack one-on-one. He beat Darby one-on-one. He won the Battle Royal to go against Brian one-on-one. Or to yes. go against Mox one-on-one. Like, he was getting the push, and he was getting the matches. Tony Khan liked this dude. And it wasn't just because of the undisputed elite thing. It was because, like, you, you got him at number two, Justin. The dude's uber-talented. He is, for sure. The next scares me. Just like Stat, I couldn't put her on the list. The next scares me for him. Jeremy, this guy, third time he made the list. The highest he's made the list. Glad he's here. Number two for Jeremy, Swerve Strickland. 
I mean, what can I say that have hasn't been already said? Just in ring, phenomenal. On the mic, incredible. Character work, heel, face, it doesn't matter. He knocks it out of the park. Just everything he does, for the most part, is good. Like, probably about 85% of what he does is good television. I, he just needs to do something of purpose. Don't be feuding with Dustin Rhodes. Don't be feuding with fucking... Don't be bringing in Parker Bordeaux and Trench. No. Please. Just do something of purpose with Swerve before it's too late. Because Swerve versus OC. Swerve versus OC. Let's fucking do it. Dude, yes, 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 yes. Give him a fucking international title. Give him a TNT match. Get him to the point that he's a world title contender. Hell, do something, please. Swerve takes the belt from Orange. Jack and Swerve get into a feud. You got Ricky and Hobbs for the TNT. We are beefing up that fucking mid card. Yo, the pencil. Give me the pencil. Jeremy the pencil. Justin the pencil. Give us the fucking pencils. <laughs> you are the trio's booking champions. Come on, guys. Oh, Jesus. And us the pens slash pencils slash permanent markers. Whichever one you wanted. Right. Permanent marker. Let's fucking book this shit. Yeah, Ivan. I had Ethan Page as an honorable mention. Morrissey is nothing in this company. Um, I wanted to put Ethan Page on my list, but I, you know, guys like Darby Allen didn't make my list. Miro didn't make my list. Hook didn't make my list. Stat didn't make my list. Like this company's got talent. They're just not doing it right with the pencil. Jeremy, you got anything else on uh, Swerve before we move on? Nope. That's basically all I have to say. Just please do something with Swerve. Shouts to Ivan for putting the other one in there, right there. Private party, man. Fucking hell, man. Those guys. Had yeah. that fantastic showing in the tournament to crown the first tag team champions. And everybody was fucking behind Private Party. And then all of a sudden they just drop like a sack of shit. It's because they, the they dropped all their original talent like sacks of shit once WWE talent got released. Because they started at the same time COVID happened when 110 people got released from the company. So Private Party and the most feared tag team of all time went fucking... <laughs> Down big time matches and the best friends like their solo or their originals went fucking down because of COVID, which I don't blame them because you know WWE was the only fucking company around. We gotta talk about that. My number two is my number two. This dude was a star, and this dude was a star when COVID started because I was sitting there watching old NWA shit because I wanted to see what this dude had. I want to see a little other people have, but this guy, this guy is a fucking star. My number two, absolute Ricky Stacks, baby. I don't know really much what I have to say. Dude is great on the stick. Dude's great in the ring. Dude's great on commentary. Dude's sexy as fuck. Dude dresses like a G. Dude could be on promotion. Dude could do fucking media. Dude could do it all. I talk think about Max. I think about Ricky as Stone Cold and The Rock in the future, dude. If they can somehow retain Max to where Max doesn't go to the other side, Max and Ricky are the two real pillars of this fucking company. Ricky should be my number one. He should be number my number one. But just like Adam Cole would have been my number one, 
I didn't want to have the same number one as somebody else. So my top three are really interchangeable with the other guy, Ricky and Adam Cole. So Ricky's my number two, but dude, TNT Championship beating Hobbs at All Out. Hobbs gets the run from here to All Out. He has like eight title defenses on, he like every week open challenges, destroys people from here to All Out. Ricky beats him at All Out. Ricky gets a nice run with the belt. That's what I do with Pretty Ricky. Like a year from now, world champion. Let's go. Number one. We're moving to number one. Justin, number one. Boom. Adam Cole, baby. Dude, listen. Adam Cole absolutely was my immediate lock-in for number one. Because basically, what hasn't he been the face of at this point? He was the face of ROH. He was the face of NXT. He's been freaking probably the face of PWG multiple times. Like Adam Cole absolutely needs and I think will be the face of AEW in the near future. Like this man can do it. He can absolutely do it. Like I don't get like Adam Cole. It doesn't matter if he's a face, a heel. He is literally fucking beloved by everybody. Adam Cole is fantastic. He is at one point where people were literally like, he is like the next Shawn Michaels when he was in NXT. Dude is fucking incredible. I could not, like, if he, I am honestly truly locking this in and still believing it, still, that I think Adam Cole is going to be the one to dethrone MJF. I really, really do. I don't think it's going to be soon. I think it's going to be later in the in in MJF's run, but I think Adam Cole is going. To, I honestly believe Adam Cole is going to be the one to dethrone MJF. I there's just and again him being face of AEW absolutely works because look at what you can get if he can lead NXT for 400 plus days as their champion and lead their entire brand. He can lead AEW and have everybody chasing after him. Adam Cole is fucking incredible, baby. Oh, love it. He absolutely can lead that brand for sure. Maybe it's full gear where it goes down and it's not all out. But Jeremy, you're number one. Let's let's switch it. He was my number two because I didn't want to put him at number one. It could have been Adam Cole. It could have been Ricky Stocks. You're number one. It's Ricky Stocks. The absolute. Talk to me about this man. Like you just said, he is the absolute. He is, in my opinion, the perfect package. Just, he has a look. He could walk the walk. He could talk the talk. He could get in the ring. He could wrestle his ass off. He could talk. There, there's a reason that people call him Mini Rock. And he, his ceiling is just, uh, the things he has in store for him is incredible there's no doubt in my mind that he will one day be a world champion for AEW, and he'll be the head on all the posters on all the the promotionals all the media calls everything he he will be the head one day when when it will be i don't know hopefully it's sometime in the next two three years maybe but i Anything that could be said about Ricky Starks, it's been said before. And 
he's just phenomenal at everything he does. Do you see him staying in AEW or do you think he goes with his boy? Like Cody just made it clear like he watched his kids at the pay-per-view. He watched Ricky. He even watched the idiots in the main event wrestle his ass off. Like, do you think Ricky stays in AEW or you think he dips? I think it depends purely on his booking. If within his contract time, if he's not booked correctly, I could see him heavily considering going to the other side. With That's fair. But if he is booked prominently and maybe is given like a TNT title, I could see him staying for sure. I hope so. I hope he does because this company needs pillars. And Cody would even say, like, we got 80 people over here. Go help build that brand for sure. Oh, my number one. I was really nervous about this one. Like, really nervous about this one. If you guys know me, you guys know how much I love this guy, dude. Like, he is big and beefy. Like, he's from Chicago. He is the best in the world. He is C.M. Punk. He is my number one. He is the pillar they need to build around. No, I'm just kidding, dude. (laughs) We already had the rule of no former world champion, so that wouldn't work. No, Punk's not my number one. But my number one was originally my number three. He got moved to my number one because, like I said, I didn't want to have... Similar number ones, but I number one. He is big. He is beefy. He is meaty and sweaty. And hopefully he grows his hair back out. So he's a big, bad sex machine that he once was. But my number one is War Daddy. If you want to fucking look at a wrestler, if you want to build a wrestler, everything that this man was six months ago, is a wrestler. He they should have just put the world title on him. They should have surpassed everything. The most over guy in their whole company was Dave Batista. They had Dave Batista right in front of their fucking faces and they fucking threw him away. I don't understand it, dude. Like they I, I get you on to like keep Max and you had Punk, whatever, but you had this guy. You had him there. And the ladder match that he won should have been won by Keith Lee, which should have elevated Keith Lee into a feud with Hobbs. Like the whole thing has been fucked from the start. This dude has been D. I don't care he's the TNT. He's not even the TNT champion anymore. I don't care that he just won the TNT championship. He is devalued like crazy from where he once was, dude. This is war daddy. This man is a professional wrestler. If you, you talk about chiseling out of stone all the time. If you want to chisel out a pro wrestler, look at him. Look at him. That is the pro wrestler. That is the man right there. And they have done nothing with him but fucking ruin him for the last nine months. I hope to God he loses to Hobbs and then goes and fights Max, like you said, Justin, and we go from there. But what I think, and it's so sad and it's so shitty, they're going to have to turn him heel one more time. He's going to have to go through a nine to 12 month heel cycle. It's where he is organically turned face again and the people want him. Because I feel like the people are starting to sour on him because of his book so bad, which is so unfortunate. Because again, look at this man. He's my number one. It's War Daddy. And again, whether it's this big beefy monster, whether it's Ricky Starks, or whether it's Adam Cole, that's the thing about professional wrestling. They're all different sizes. 
it's okay, dude. Like you get all your flavors in pro wrestling. All three of them are so different and they easily could be number one, like easily could be number one or Jade Cargill or Takeshka. A lot of people on this list, but for me, it's war daddy. Just look at this fucking man, dude. That's it boys. That's all we got. Fucking throw up our ones to will gray. Thanks for tuning in. Ivan, oh, don't scare us now. Yeah, that was a CM Punk reference, I'm sure. No, no, we weren't keeping him up. We weren't keeping him up, dude. But, boys, that's really uh, that's all we got for this evening. It was, uh, it was a hell of a night talking about the top 10 potential pillars. Like, I don't even like using that word, but the <laughs> top 10 wrestlers that aew should build around the future we had some great ones like we had some great ones on this list just going down it we had blake christian and nick wayne wheeler yuda and daniel garcia house of black willow layla hirsch statlander Hobbs, swerve keith lee sky blue hook jungle boy jade the Kashka, santana and ortiz top flight we have jack perry we got Adam Cole, baby, Kyle O'Reilly, Ricky Starks, and of course, see, I mean, War Daddy, War Daddy, big, bad, beefy, War Daddy. And boys, this was a fucking absolute blast to do for everyone who tuned in. Thank you so much. So, everyone who listened, thank you so much. We're going to start doing like more theme shows like this more often. Um, and you can find it on the Tim King Show on YouTube. Please like this video. Like other videos, please subscribe. Please subscribe if you're listening. And, and more importantly, the Bloodline Entertainment Network right here on YouTube. Please go like this video. Please subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Please, please, please. And we're on all major audio platforms. So whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Google, Amazon, whatever, please go like, subscribe there. All major social media platforms. The Bloodline E. N-T. It's that simple. The Bloodline E-N-T. Please get at us on social media, all major audio, and please like and subscribe on the YouTube. Boys, I know it's only Twitter, but where can the people find the in-time brothers of podcast and destruction? You could follow, wait, uh, follow me on Twitter at Jeremy and <laughs> And you can follow me on Twitter at JustinTime211. In Time Wrestling Podcast. Yes, very long hiatus. But again, I wish I could say it in multiple different languages, but I will say it every time, anywhere. Just because we're on a hiatus, it does not mean the show is over. It's not over. We will, and I guarantee you, will be back. It is decided. Oh, they're bringing out the it is decided for the tribal chief. I will always throw my ones up for my bloodline and go and follow them. Clark Street Wrestling, Circle of Debate, the Universal Wrestling Podcast, Top Row Wrestling Talk, which will be exclusive right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. And be sure to tune in tomorrow night. We got a huge night tomorrow night. We got De Niro blasting off at 
5.15 Central Standard Time. We got Streets and Big Texas Blake coming back to do their first basement. Or no, no, no. Tomorrow's our outfielders. They're outfielders. Tomorrow's a huge night. So many outfielders. So it's the outfield tiers for fantasy baseball tomorrow night. And then we got the MMA show. We were hoping to get an AEW show in tomorrow, but we're not. That's why we did this tonight. Because Thursday night, show is March Madness, baby. Your boy is going to be out doing his thing. 16 games on Thursday, 16 games on Friday, eight games on Saturday, eight games on Sunday, 48 games total this weekend. Oh, my God. Your boy's going to be out doing his thing, and maybe we'll get some sort of review come Monday. We will definitely be having the Chicago Bears free agency free agency show drop on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Streets and I are going to be doing that. Been doing big things in free agency, the Chicago Bears. And, boys, I appreciate you guys. So, so very much. Much love to Justin. Much love to Jeremy. Much love to everyone who will listen to this. And again, much love to everyone who tuned in. Like, subscribe, Bloodline Entertainment Network. BloodlineNetworkNot.com for all of your sports, wrestling, and entertainment needs. And boys, out.